0: to the City Church Podcast. We hope that you will be abundantly
1: blessed by this message. If you would like to find out more about the city, please log on to our website, www.thecity.sg.
0: Thank you. It's a real honor to be in the house this morning, especially on Mother's Day. And one of the things that I was thinking about... Um, and Kelly and I were discussing a couple of days ago as we were preparing for this is, is that we understand that, um, in this very room, uh, when, when you start thinking about mother's day, um, it's a, it's a time of celebrating and, and, and really honoring our, our mothers. But, but in this very room, there are a lot of different emotions that are, that are surfacing in our hearts because like for me example, uh, for example, um, a year ago, you know, maybe even today, I, I can't even remember the date, but I was here in Singapore a year ago, and my mother passed away in America, and it was kind of unexpected, and so my emotions were you're, different, you know, it wasn't a, a celebration time. For me, it was a time of mourning, but, but in this very room. Uh, for some of us, um, our, our hearts are excited and joyful, and, 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 and we, we want to honor and, and uh, celebrate. For some of us, we had diff- a difficult relationship with our mother, and so our emotions are a little bit different in a different way. For some of us, maybe our mothers have passed away already, and so your emotion might be a little bit different than the person sitting next to you. And so we realize that that we all have different emotions. But there's good news, and we're going to talk about that today. And the good news is is that Father's love is immeasurable. And not only is it a masculine love because he's Father, it's also a feminine, nurturing, motherly-type love because God is perfect in love.
1: You know, and as we continue on, we'll show you some slides and so forth, and we want to connect with your hearts, but this is a message that you drink in. Just as a mama holds her baby, you know, and breastfeeds her baby or holds her close to her breast, uh, this is the same type of message. It's one that you can snuggle in and just drink in the goodness. It's not always just a note-taking message, but it's one that you drink in. And I have a good, another word I want to, before we begin, I have another word for you all, and it happens to be from my daughter, our daughter. She's 38, and she texted me this morning. Oh, and we do have to boast as parents. Uh, She ran her first triathlon this morning, and wow, guess what? She came in first in her age group and she came in second in all over all of the 200 contestants. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. So we're really excited. But here's course, what she said. Of course
0: because her father is Mr. Incredible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But here's what she says. She says that there's about to be a breakthrough in this place. And she says not only is there a breakthrough, she says, but there's going to be a new awakening in this place. And there's going to be a new anointing flow through this place. So all the ways from the USA, this word is a fresh word for you. And as your pastor was saying, you know, where do you run to when you fall and you hurt yourself? You know, this is that type of message. This is going to be a message that you run into the Father's arms through the songs you were singing. May there be a breakthrough in your life. You know, this church, I saw it also as a hub, as Pastor Daniel was talking, a big hub or a big wheel. And in that hub is your church. City church, and as it becomes stronger and stronger, and even as I'm talking, this hub becomes bigger and bigger. But when the hub becomes bigger, the wheel spokes begin to turn. And so, may you continue to turn. May there be breakthroughs today in your heart. May that love flow like it's never flown before. May there be healing take place. And as that wheel turns, you know, the spokes. I began seeing them as arrows as you were talking about so many people coming and going, Pastor Daniel. And as this wheel and this hub began turning, each spoke became an arrow that was released out into the atmosphere. And so, Father, I pray that over this place. Mm-hmm. Father, I pray there be a new anointing you, flow God. through. Yes, Nothing's Father. new under the sun, but, Father, a fresh anointing. Yes. I pray, Father, there'll be breakthroughs in these hearts. Yes. I pray, Jesus, that the hub of this place will become so strong, stronger and stronger. And as the wheel begins turning, as it's already been turning the last couple years, every spoke that is catapulted out, May it go far. May it return and sink back into the hub and begin turning. And another one, like an arrow, go forth. And as it returns, then another two go out. And three and four. So, Father, we pray and declare this over this body. Father, we pray that in Jesus' name, Father, your name above all names, as we seek your heart and you, may we encounter the Father as never before. In Jesus' name. So let's get this wheel turning, okay?
0: (laughs) Amen.
1: So first PowerPoint, I guess we'll flow here. We're used to having the clicker. So we're used to having control. (laughs) So this is, we release the control to you all. So the second slide, you'll see who Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are. Go ahead, click it again. (laughs) Ta-da! Can you see us? Oh, do we look the part? (laughs) Okay. You see, this is uh, us, but this is the very first mom. We want to take you back to the first mother. Okay. Who was the first mom? Eve. Eve. And you know, you see, the first mom in Genesis 4, she was the very first woman on earth. I want you just to imagine. I want you to step out of your shoes and step into her shoes, or her sandals, or her figly—no, uh, well, not figly yet. She, she was, was probably barefoot. barefoot. <laughs> yeah. So step into her uh, uh, her place, okay? And imagine walking in the garden. She was a wife, a companion, and a helper to her Adam, wasn't she? Give me your hand. Give me your
0: hand. Okay, that was—we're <laughs> gonna flow together here. And then she, came along Cain. Yeah.
1: That's another story. But for today, we'll stick with the first mama. She was a co-manager. She was the mother of all mankind. Yeah? Imagine her emotion. Imagine what uh, uh, she went through throughout her day. So let's go on to the... Hold that slide right there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we can go ahead, and then we'll go ahead
0: and talk about that. Yeah, so in Genesis 1, 26 and 27... and
1: you see we're going to look at the different the nature of God who created Adam and Eve. But you see she was the mother of all living. She had great accomplishments, imagine, being the first woman, the first mom. You see, and she but very little is known about her, and like most moms, eh, she gets overlooked, huh? All throughout the nights when you get up with your with your children, it gets overlooked. All the sacrifices, all the prices we pay for our babies, sometimes it gets overlooked. The,
0: of, can I just say, sure interject something? One of the things that um, that I have processed in, in the past is is that, and and one thing I, I just want to uh, co- uh, compliment this body because you know God is commu- you communicate with God at a heart level, mm-hmm. not at a head level, at a heart level. And you guys love God with your heart. You can see that in the worship this morning. But one thing that I want to uh, encourage us all to do, and, and this happened to me a few years ago while my mom was still alive, but I went up, I went to my mom and I said, You know, I just want to thank you for the thousands and thousands of meals that you prepared and provided for me. You see, and, and it was a very, it was a, a very emotional thing for my mom to hear that she loved that. It caused her heart to uh, it caused her heart to be excited. It caused she knew that I was actually seriously grateful for and I hadn't taken for granted uh, her mothering me. And so I just want to encourage all of us: if you get an opportunity today, if you if you get to see and spend some time with your mother, thank her for all that she's and not only all the meals, but you know I get to thinking about. How, what a rebel I was when I was young. Uh, if I had time, I'd tell you my story, but I, that's a whole other uh, message. But uh, I was quite a rebel, and my mom put up with a lot from me. And I, I thanked her for that, for her uh, long-suffering and her patience with me and her praying for me. So let's honor our mothers yeah. on a heart level.
1: Oh, that's playing with a button. <laughs> As Bob said earlier, not all of us, we're all in different seasons of our lives. Some of us want to be mamas. Some of us are mamas. Uh, some of us perhaps have miscarried babies. Some of us are new mamas. Some of us, we have, our mamas have passed. But one thing we all have in common is we all have had a mom. Yeah. We all have a mom, right? We wouldn't be here. So let's try to keep that perspective as we go. Uh, we want to try to bridle the emotions a little bit because we know how they can get all over the place. But we do want you to connect with your emotion because that's a part of the healing process as we go on with this teaching. Okay, so uh, Mother of the Living, God was a God that he, his nature was poured out into Adam and Eve, just like it's poured out into each one of us. We have his DNA, Right.
0: And so the last part of uh, the scripture verse that I read in Genesis uh, so Genesis 1:27b says so God created man in his own image in the image of God he created him male and female he created them And so we want we want to take just a minute and, and uh, have you do something a little participation this is fun. here. This
1: is what we always do because we want you to connect that you know God's not male and female, but he's masculine and feminine is his nature, and that's poured out into us. And sometimes some of us are a little bit more masculine in some areas, and sometimes we're a little bit more feminine in some areas. You know, for me, I'm more the prophetic masculine warrior type, whereas Bob is...
0: Very masculine. Pastoral.
1: He's more tender and kind. and You know, when we go to she Indonesia. She knocks him
0: down and I pick them up and, and heal them.
1: <laughs> you know, when we go to different countries, who do they go to first? <laughs> you know, they, they're drawn to him. So he's more of the tender heartedness. But we need to learn to flow through both. And when we become healed in those areas, then we begin to flow through both those areas. So we're going to take just a little mini test. Okay. And I'm going to show you, uh, actually we're going to see what this church is predominantly masculine or feminine. And I'll tell you, by one little test, we can tell in like 15 seconds. So what I want you to do. At the count of three. At the count of three, I want you to look at your nails. Okay? I want you to look at your nails. And hold that pose. And then hold it. And hold
0: that pose. So one. Two, just what comes
1: natural. Three, right? look at One, your nails. One, two, three. Hold it.
0: Hold that hold, pose. Hold, don't hold. Don't look at pose.
1: anybody else's yet. Don't move. Don't move. Okay, we got to monitor this. Yeah. Don't move. Don't shift. Don't change. Okay, how many of them are looking at your nails like this? Raise your hand if you Raise your ready. hand, man and woman. <laughs> That's the more masculine way of looking at your nails. (laughs) You see? Okay, now wait. Now wait. Now, how many did like this? Okay, Zhang and Ma Lu. Who knew? Okay.
0: So if you looked at them like this, if you look at them like this, come on. Don't be
1: shy. Don't be shy. Come on. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Yeah, that's the more pastoral ones.
0: You know, there's, there's no right or wrong in no. this. There's no right no. or wrong in this.
1: No, because you see, just as Bob and I are modeling for you, team teaching, just as Bob and I are modeling for you, uh, the masculine flowing, the feminine flowing, you'll see us change and interchange with that. That's what God. He wants to release His heart through you uh, through the masculine war, intercessant, intercession, praying in tongues, drums beaten. That's the masculine. But the very feminine is the tenderness, and he's kindness that draws us to repentance. Yeah? We need both for a healthy church. How many know it takes a man and a woman to produce what? A baby. Yeah, And so same with the masculine and feminine. When you have the masculine flowing through this church body and when you have a healthy feminine flowing through the church body, it produces many spiritual babies. It produces life.
0: So remember okay. that God is both masculine and feminine. He has both masculine and feminine, feminine characteristics. And we see that in Psalm 62, 11 and 12. It says, one thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. That you, O God, are strong, that's the masculine, and that you, O Lord, are loving, that's the feminine. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done.
1: And in Isaiah 66 it says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem.
0: Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness.
1: Okay, so we and a healthy body or a healthy heart needs to be able to flow with both. Okay, so is that pretty foundational? Okay, now let's move on another layer. All righty. So we looked at the PowerPoint, Mother of All the Living. We can go to the next one. Deuteronomy five sixteen.
0: You know, throughout the Scripture, we see this um, this um, exhortation. Um, in the word. We see it both in the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you. So that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you.
1: Now does it say honor your father and mother if they were perfect? Ayo, Why so quiet? Does it say honor your father and mother? If you've got perfect parents, then you honor them. No. It says, honor your father and mother.
0: Uh, I'm, I have a, a style of teaching that is storytelling, actually. And, and, uh, and so, if you don't mind, I'd like to, every once in a while, I'd like to interject a story that has happened to us. But um, just to give you an example of that, of, of what that principle. Um, of what it says in Deuteronomy 5.16, Honor your mother and father. It doesn't say, like Kelly said, it doesn't say, Honor your mother and father if they were perfect. Honor your mother and father if they did everything you wanted them to do or if they gave you everything that you asked them for. It doesn't say that. And and, uh, for me, my childhood was a little bit difficult. I grew up in an alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic for 50 years of my life from the time that the year that I was born until uh, 10 years before um, he passed. And uh, Dad and I reconciled our relationship, but but um, I had the honor and privilege of leading my father to the Lord on his hospital bed. Now, we had had conversations many times. I'd ask him, Dad, how are you spiritually after he sobered up? Uh, the 10 years that we spent together. And and he'd say, oh, I'm fine. I remember back when I was 29 years old and I asked Jesus in my heart, and okay, Dad, well, you can't make somebody, you know, if if someone says that they're saved and they're okay spiritually, you can't force anything else on them. Uh, You just move on. But Dad was on his deathbed uh, in the hospital and I was there with him. And he looked up at me and he says, he said, Bob, I'm not sure that I'm right with God. Will you pray with me? And we prayed, and he asked Jesus into his heart. Mm -hmm. Three hours later, he took his last breath. Mm -hmm. And it was an honor. And, of course, there were some things in my heart that were missing that I needed from my dad that were never there, but... But but God gave me the grace to honor him regardless of his weaknesses, his, mm-hmm. um, his, his mistakes, his bad decisions, and his pain, his emotional pain. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's good. I, I'm really sensing too. I'll share just a snippet of my father. You know, my father was Mexican Indian. And that's where I get my skin color and my hair and my mom's blonde hair, blue eyes. And uh, Isn't she beautiful? But, <laughs> she is a beautiful mix. <laughs> Uh, He just wants me to give him a kiss, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so you see, when my father and mother, they divorced when I was two, so I didn't really grow up with a dad. My dad uh, went off one way, and my mom took my sister, and I went off another. But when I was in Malaysia, let's see, 2000, I'll tell you exactly, 2002, when I was in Malaysia, 2002, um, I got a phone call from my mom saying, your biological father has cancer, and you might want to maybe think about flying home from Penang to the U.S., and that made me so angry. Here I am, a missionary, all those years over in Penang, Malaysia, and I thought, I remember going on a walk that morning, and I was walking like this because I was upset <laughs> and I thought, God, why do I go home and honor some man that I don't even know? Why should I go home to go to his funeral? And I saw a Chinese man walking at the, at, at the exercise area. And I said, see God, see that Chinese man? Well, I don't know him, so why would I want to go to his funeral? So why, I don't know my father, so why should I go to his funeral? What's the big deal? And all of a sudden, God spoke to my heart, and he said, Kelly, that's your father. He's a father that gave you life. He didn't show you how to live life, but he gave you life. So I want you to honor that man because it gave you life, not because he didn't show me anything about life except men leave you. Fathers leave you. Fathers aren't around, and that's how my perspective of who God was. And I had the privilege last year when we were here in Penang, right after Bob's mom passed away, we, or here in Singapore, we went to Penang. And I stood on that same spot that God spoke to me those words back in 2002. And I thought, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that I obeyed. And I bought a ticket, very expensive ticket, flew back to the U.S. to honor my father, who I didn't know. But I stood by his bedside, and I rubbed his hand. I loved his hands. And I rubbed his hands. And I rubbed his hands till he took his last breath. But right before he died, you know what he said to me? He looked in my eyes. Oh, the tenderness, that mothering heart of his. He was very tender. Looked in my eyes. And he goes, you're my baby girl. You're my baby girl. Oh. I never heard those words, and I was 40-some years old. But you see that tendering, nurturing kindness to honor our parents, whether they were right, wrong, whether they were there, whether they um, uh, uh, gave you up, whether they abandoned you. We honor our parents, and Asians do that extremely well of honoring their parents. But it's more than just financially. It's more than just giving them. It's honoring them in so many ways. It's,
0: it's, yeah? actually, it's actually a spiritual principle of, of um, sowing and reaping. We sow seed of honor and we reap the same. Because this, this scripture, this uh, Deuteronomy 5.16, has a promise.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a cause and effect. If we honor, then we'll have long life and God will bless us. And so, uh, anytime you know, like, we look at know, something like you
1: like long noodles, <laughs> you will have long life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anytime we see a, a, a principle like that in the scripture, we can also turn it around and look at the then look at it from the negative aspect. If we sow honor, then we'll receive honor. In the same way, if we if we don't sow honor, then we also won't receive that honor.
1: Yeah,
0: and so. It's uh, it's really a, it's a, it's an exhortation.
1: So you see, a mama is the most important figure in a child's life, as well as a father, but today's Mother's Day. So a mama is the most important figure in a child's life, and interesting, who was one of your, um, on the team that was at IHOP, the House of Prayer in Kansas City? Somebody was. Well, actually, um... These girls are from the International House of Prayer, (laughs) way back, this was my daughter's prayer group, and all of them got pregnant at the same time. Look at them All but my daughter, thank God, because <laughs> she's not married, so that would not have been good. And so all of them are her, her uh, friends. And you see, they my, look at them. They're so proud. Some already have babies. Some is their first babies. And you'll see here in a bit what one of them had, and they had more than one. And so you see, a mama is the most important figure in your life. She carries you. That's your home for nine months. Okay, next. Go ahead and click. You know, a mother is your primary caregiver. When your birth, when you came out of your mama, she was the very first one that held you. She's your primary caregiver. Next, yeah, just go ahead and click through. There's like four. She imparts warmth, security, and trust when she holds you upon her breast. She's your very first connection to love, bonding, and relationships. She cares for you, feeds for you, nourishes you, educates you, trains you. Those are all uh, feminine aspects of God's heart. And you see in Psalms 22, it says, Upon your mother's breast is where you first learn about relationships. It's where you first learn to trust. Was upon your mama's breast, and I had a revelation uh, this morning as I was pondering over this message. And you know, I need when I go to Coos and uh, our we'll be speaking over there. I need to apologize to them, because I remember saying this scripture, Psalm 22, and I remember saying, "When you breastfed your babies, you know that's when love is imparted." Well, there were some mamas that maybe couldn't breastfeed. Yeah, I wasn't breastfed. Bob wasn't breastfed. My son uh, refused to breastfeed for me. We did not bond very well at the, at the, on the very first moment. And so, but God spoke to me this morning. He said, Kelly, it's not the breastfeeding. He says, when I hold you in your bosom, when you're held upon, you know, when you hold your babies here and snuggle, that's where love is imparted. That's where you learn to trust. It has nothing to do with the breastfeeding necessarily, because John. What John, what verse John? <laughs> I
0: love it when she does that. She just
1: John. John.
0: <laughs> what, what did John do? <laughs> so where are you at? Which which verse in John?
1: Okay, I'll show you. Oh, it's not here. No, it's not there. <laughs> it's where John lays his head upon Jesus's breast. Yeah,
0: that's in John.
1: Well, it was here this morning. Twenty-one,
0: I think, something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the the love that the love that Kelly's talking about here from uh, from a mother, the love that uh, when you're on your mother's breast is what they call a storge love. And you know, it's interesting, the, the word love uh, in the English language um, is, is so weak, really. I mean, honestly. Uh, and, and when you break it down into the Greek language, they, they really break it up into different types of love. But, but in the English language, you know, we, we say, I, I love my wife, and I love fried chicken.
1: No, he loves durian.
0: Yeah, I love durian. But I he love loves
1: Durian sometimes more than his wife. But I love <laughs> no. Durian
0: differently than I love my wife. And so you know it's, it's, it, it really weakens the word love. Mm-hmm. But in, in the Greek, you know you have Phileo love, you have Agape love, you have um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, friendship. Uh, Love and you also have a love that is not mentioned very much and and a lot of people don't understand or or have never heard of that and the store gay love and store gay love is a family type love and
1: uh, And it's first released through your mama. So you go to the next slide and you'll see here uh, How do mothers do this? You know, it's a mama look at them. They all had their babies now Look at them. You see the one that had twins. So you see the mama empowers. She rocks the cradle. She's the one that empowers the next generation. And go ahead and click the next two. And how does she do this? Next one. She does it three, basically three ways. But we're going to touch on five because we've expanded it. And so a mama, you know, the nurturing heart of Father God is released basically three ways, but we're adding two. And it's through express love. And go ahead and click on the first one. Go ahead. You can do that one, the first one.
0: Yeah. Um, That's
1: our daughter, Jana.
0: Well, just like Kelly was talking about, about um, we learn to trust upon our mother's breast. When there's that close touch, mm-hmm. uh, it, it speaks of acceptance. It, it, it means I accept you, I don't reject you. And, and, and when there is a deficit in the, in the area of, uh, of love, it affects our emotional being, especially when a child is just a baby. Uh, as they're growing up, if, if they don't feel loved, they don't feel accepted, then it causes a deficit in the, in the area of their love, and it causes them to be emotionally unstable. And you see, you need
1: four hugs a day just to survive. You need eight hugs to thrive. And then if you really want your skin to glow, you need 12 touches or slash hugs a day to flourish. So see, we all need touch. We all need a hug and a pat because, you know, what does touch mean? It means, oh, I appreciate you. I validate you. You're good. You're okay. I've got your back. Yeah? Yeah. So a touch is really important. We have found when we do our conferences, especially our father heart conferences, and Bob unpacks uh, six family systems and so forth, and he'll stand in for a father at the end and speak words to you that your heart needs to hear. But I've found uh, when he speaks to them and they have eye contact with them, that's one thing. But when we walk around and we touch is when it pushes them over the edge, and they weep and they wail and they cry. You see touch is so important healthy touch is so important the sec the next one oh that's my mama and I see there blonde hair blue eyes total opposite but the second one is eye contact you know, I think it's okay if I say we were in the Changi prison. And when we, we weren't allowed to uh, say any scripture verses. We
0: weren't inmates in the Changi prison. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> inmates. <laughs>
1: yeah, we weren't inmates, but we couldn't share like the gospel, scripture verses, so forth. And these basically these three keys worked so profoundly that by day two, the inmates were weeping crying, shaking, trying to hide their emotions underneath their shirts. You see, so when you have touch, and we touch them on the shoulder, that validated them. We accepted them. When we made the eye contact, how many know the eye? When you look into an eye of someone, their eyes, not one eye, eyes. (laughs) When you look into the eyes of someone, oh, you can see their soul. And I knew if I could get them to look in Uncle Bob's eyes at the prison, that their hearts would melt (laughs) because they would see love. So you see, number one is touch. Number two is eye contact. It's how store gay love, how love is released. You want to do evangelism? Hit the streets and just look at someone and say, man, you are so beautiful. I love your smile. Or you walking through the grocery store and, yeah, guys, don't say that to <laughs> girls. <laughs> but you can go in the grocery store and just pat someone here. You're imparting. You see this message of the father's love, the mother's love, is not a teaching. It's an impartation. It's a message that's not taught. It's caught. Yeah? And so you are releasers. You're the hub. You go out and release God's love
0: so many of us you know to look at this on the on the other side of the coin uh, the look oh, yeah. uh, in, in a lot of our families and, and and maybe in our childhood families when we were growing up or maybe in our in our current families um, we uh, how many of you have small children you're coming to church this morning in the car how many of you how how many of you had to turn around in the back seat because the children were uh, being a little bit uh, rambunctious maybe and you had to turn around and give them the look
1: oh how many know what the look is
0: yeah there's there's a couple in the back how you, many you know
1: what how, how many how many know remember your mama's look here's what i would do to my kids if i wanted them to behave
0: <laughs> it's the look. That's the same look she gives me when she oh, wants me to if behave. I want,
1: <laughs> if I want Bob, it's like, no, I get. I, and then I do this. I put a stomp to it. <laughs> you see, because through the eye contact shows that you're validated. Through the eye contact, eighty-five percent of your body language is communicated through your eye contact.
0: Yeah, for those of us that are married, we can we oh. can communicate without words, can't we? We can, oh. All we have to do is look at each other and just make eye contact. And the other, Eve, the other person knows exactly.
1: Eve, what do you think, Eve? Eve didn't say nothing to Adam. She just must have gave him the look. And he no. ate that apple real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so the third one, click.
0: And that's a whole other teaching. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> the third one is your mama's voice. Love is expressed through her voice. Now, a voice can sound like this. That was me as a mama to my son, my daughter, our kids. My voice would get, oh, I'd get so angry. I would take and take. My son knew how to push buttons in me, yeah? And I would take and take. And then finally, on about the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, I exploded. Joshua Lee, go to your room. Just go to your room. Oh, I'd get so angry. Yeah, so through your voice can communicate love. Or it can communicate the opposite. Words
0: of affirmation. And, and the tone is very important as well. You know, we can communicate. Uh, it's funny how, uh, how languages are, but you can, say, you can say the same thing, the same wording in different tones, and it changes the complete meaning of the words. Yeah.
1: And, you know, lack of affirmation, when we don't affirm, we can give a kind look and a touch. But if we don't affirm with our voice, then that can leave us emotionally crippled. How many remember some some things maybe that we've said to someone or someone said to us growing up that's left us hurting? You know what the kids used to call me when I was growing up? Half-breed. Because they would see my mom and wonder, where did she come from looking at me? Or they'd say, who's your daddy? Or they would push. Or they would say, oh, your father must have been black. You know, so kids can say and hurt, can't they, with our words? So it's important how
0: we release love. The Bible says that that, uh, words can bring life or death. Life or death is in the power of the tongue.
1: So you see, love, the nurturing heart of Father God, can be released through our eye contact, our touch, and our voices. This and it is, was your mama who you very first heard from.
0: This is our oldest daughter and my oldest great-granddaughter.
1: Wow. That's another story. <laughs> Did you hear that? Great-granddaughter. Wow. Go ahead. All, <laughs> I know the Chinese, they're always calculating. <laughs> How old are they? <laughs> How long did they say they've been married? <laughs> okay. So I was a
0: grandpa at I was a father at 16, a grandpa at 34 and a great grandpa at 58.
1: Aww. Our quiver is very full. So do we know what we're teaching? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We've lo- we've learned by tons of our mistakes. Yeah.
1: You learn the message you're getting here is basically from our mistakes that we've made, so you see. Let's go to the next slide. The uh, next slide, that's our grandkids and great granddaughter. The girl on the left is her friend, and so you see another way that our mom has communicated they loved us is through food. Makan. Smell kitchen. Eat your rice. Have you on yet? You know, you know last,
0: <laughs> last year, going? last year we came to Singapore, and, and uh, by the way, we lived in Malaysia for 15 years, and so we were very familiar with Asian culture and Asian cooking as well. And uh, last year, when we came to uh, to Jesse and Joe's house, uh, they were cooking rice. Oh. And when I smelled the smell, the aroma oh. of rice, it did something to me emotionally. Honestly, it honestly did. You know, I mean, our five senses really affect our emotions and, uh, and our, our level so this of joy is
1: one, Maybe your mama could only show you love by cooking for you. Maybe that was her way of expressing love to you. I remember we first moved to Penang in 1991, a girl, we were at the market and a girl came up to Bob, oh, Sudamakan, have you had your lunch today? He thought she was like coming on to him, asking him out, because <laughs> we didn't know what that meant. Have you had your food today? Oh, that was very shocking to us. But after we lived in Asia... And I told
0: her a lie. I said, yes, no, but I've I was starving today. I've already
1: <laughs> eaten. I'm a married man. I've already eaten. And so... <laughs> I thought,
0: I cannot be seen downtown sitting and having lunch with a Chinese girl. And, I mean, what would that do? I'm a, I'm a minister. I'm a, I'm a I'm a missionary. I can't have that. But
1: then we learned, after living in the culture, that that's just natural. Have you it's already eaten yet? It's a greeting. <laughs> and so we learned very quickly. So you see... that's one way your mama expresses love is perhaps through her eye contact her touch her voice cooking for you and lastly yeah the next one there's my mom and my sister oh then you get to taste the goodness my mom's specialty is pies. So when we go home, she's, con- oh, Kelly, eat the pie. she make chocolate chip cookies, apple pie, cherry pie, peach pie. You know, that's her way of expressing love uh, to us. Okay, next. You know, your mom is, they, they did the best they could with what they had. She mud- mothered you the best she could. There's no perfect mothers. She could not meet all your needs. There's only one person that can. And so when we better understand where our moms came from, then we're better to understand that she can never meet all of our needs. Go to the next, next.
0: Next slide. Yeah,
1: go ahead and keep going. You know, even Eve was not a perfect mama. And uh, we'll just race through these real quickly. She was tempted, deceived, discontented. She was very independent. She blame shifted, didn't she? She blame shifted. She was very impulsive. So even Eve wasn't a perfect mom. Next. Your mamas were not perfect. You won't be a perfect mom. You'll make lots of mistakes as a mama. But you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah, we all make mistakes. My kids have forgiven us. You know, we've gone to each one of our children, and we've gotten on our knees with each adult child, and we've asked them for forgiveness for misrepresenting love to them. And next, but the good news is, in God's nature, there is a mother's heart. He's who you run to. As the pastor said at the very beginning, who do you run to when you feel pain? It's him that we run to, that high tower. Is a heart that can comfort and nurture you. There's the John scripture. There's There's John. (laughs) John 21. It's upon Jesus' breast where where John felt comfortable. And so you see, go ahead and click. Deuteronomy 5.16, we see again, to honor your mother and father.
0: We see that again in in the Ten Commandments, the uh, Exodus 20, verse 12 passage. And then we
1: see it again.
0: In New Testament, we see it in Ephesians.
1: But this Mother's Day would not be complete unless Bob and I bless you. We want you to hear a, a mama's voice. Maybe your mom will never be able to step in those big shoes that you expect. Or maybe you, too, uh, have it difficult to mother You know, your children. But we're all growing. We're all growing. And we give grace. But we want to bless each one of you. Bob will begin with, uh, so you can hear the the father heart of God, that nurturing heart, that tender heart, and then I'll end up. But we want to just bless you as, as sons and daughters. Let's do it that way, okay? Is that all righty? Good, good, because uh, um, all of us are here at different ages and, and uh, come from different backgrounds.
0: Uh, let me just share something. I, I remember uh, years ago... Um, uh, we were When we were with Shiloh Place Ministries and uh, I came home and, and I had had some personal one-on-one ministry with uh, the chaplains at Shiloh Place. And, and at the end of the ministry time, the, uh, the man uh, gave me a father's blessing. He, he spoke into my life something that my father hadn't been able to do. And then uh, as I was still standing there, his wife, they were an elderly couple, his wife was standing there. She grabbed my hand, and she was holding my hand, and she began to speak a, a mother's blessing into me. And it was a very powerful time. And, and, and about a month later, I came home, and, uh, and I went and had lunch with my dad, and I was telling him about this experience that I had of the Father's blessing. And I could see on his face, my dad wasn't a spiritual person. He was, like I said, he, he had his, uh, his struggles but, but I remember looking at his countenance, and when I told him that this other guy had, had given me a Father's blessing, his countenance dropped a bit. And he, I, I could tell that he was feeling some regret. And I said, Dad, it's never too late. If, if you ever feel like you want to give me a Father's blessing, it's not too late. You haven't missed out just because someone else has done that. And I said, Would you like to do that? And he said, Yes, I would, but not right now. I need to think about it. And so we were getting ready to come back to Malaysia and, and, um, and, and preparing for the trip. And we went to his house one, the morning that we were flying out. And I walked in the door and my dad was sitting there in his chair. And he had a piece of paper with a list of things on it. And he said, son, he says, get down on your knees. And I got down in, on my knees in front of my dad. And the best that he could, he spoke into my life, I want you to go and be a world changer. I release you to go and change the world. You see, and it meant so much to me because this was my father, even though he, he wasn't familiar with the patriarchal blessings or, or anything like that, or even the scriptural uh, things, but he, he spoke into my life some things that my heart needed to hear to move on and to, uh, and to, uh, to be victorious. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to do this morning. We just want to bless, like Kelly said earlier, every one of us has one thing in common. We all had a mama and a daddy. <laughs> And regardless of their performance uh, and their ability to, to really express love to us, uh, there's some things in our hearts that we all need to and we long to hear from our fathers and our mothers. And perhaps they couldn't do that or, 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 or maybe it's too late, maybe they're already passed on. But if you allow us to just speak a blessing over you uh, before we release this morning and just receive it as children. Just, re- just receive it as, as, as little, little children. Jesus says that, it, that we need to become childlike. And so if there's, uh, uh, maybe we could just close our eyes this morning and, 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 and just close your eyes and open your hearts and, and allow, you, allow Father God to speak through us to your heart and minister to your heart this morning.
1: And, you know, as we do this, this is a good model. We challenge you for those that have children, you know, uh, go bless them. You know, go and do as as Bob and I modeled this uh, for them as well. Thank you, Father. If you have instrumental, yeah, Yeah, that'd be good. yeah. Yeah.
0: So just close your eyes and receive this. My little children, you are so special to me. There's never been a time, day or night, when I thought evil of you. There has never been a judgment that I had against you. My love for you has always been and will always be. You have and always will have a special place in my heart. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never throw you away. It's not because of your performance or the lack of performance that I love you. I love you because you are my child, you have my DNA. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud of the son or daughter that you are becoming. I am so proud when I look at your face, I see a reflection of myself. And you are so unique and uniquely made. You are so wonderfully made. I value you. I see your tears. I see your efforts. I see your struggles. I see your pain. And I want you to know that I am there with you through it all. You are so special to me.
1: Thank you, Father. And as a mama, I just want to bless you as a mom. I bless your womb to conceive that baby you so desire. That your arms ache to hold that child. I bless that womb if you've lost a child. I bless that womb of yours that you long, long for a child. I bless your hands to war. I bless your hands to nurture. I bless your hands to bring comfort. I bless your voice to speak life to the next one you meet. I bless your eyes that my heart, my love, my nurturing love would just pour through that eye gate of yours. That you don't have to say a word. People will long for what you have by just looking in your eyes. I bless your mind to be all that you can be. But most important, I bless your heart. Live out of your heart, not your mind. Live out of your heart. It's only there where my love can be poured in, is through your heart. So we bless you this day on Mother's Day. We bless you to honor your mother We bless you to be honored as a mother. We bless you this day to prosper in every area of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. May there be favor upon your life in all that you do.